What is up, you guys? You are listening to the Pop Gospel Podcast. I am your host, Chad the Dad, the captain of this ship, sailing us into uncharted thought waters. Come sail away, come sail away. Here with me, me mateys, as always, Aaron Sexton. Pale, ugly, and no one likes me. (laughs) Josh Rose. <laughs> hard to follow up such self-loathing that's for sure oh by the way tickling your ears right now is the latest we are doing if you are unaware if you're new or just haven't caught the past couple episodes we're doing a new intro every week it was originally for four weeks but now it will be for five weeks because, well, number one, I honestly just didn't have time to do a new intro this week. And number two, Joshua Rhodes submitted an intro. And so the the sounds that were tickling your ears at the beginning of this podcast were from Mr. Josh Rhodes. And then we will do one DJ more next Josh. week. And DJ Fat Josh. And then... Gotta get it straight. We will have a vote on our Instagram and amongst the four of us. Uh, on which one we like the best and whichever gets the most votes via this group and via Instagram will be our new intro. So that's exciting. I'm excited about it. So far, my question is, will the OG intro be able to be voted for? No. Nope. Oh, so it, no, no matter what, it'll be a new one. We are stepping into a new world. We are leaving the old behind, stepping into something new. And I'm drinking a glass of milk. Speaking of milk, apologies. Oh, we started. We started the transition <laughs> from formula. Aaron does to not like the phrase "speaking milk. of milk." <laughs> Just went along with that really gross throat noise that you made. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of milk, Pollock. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're off okay. to a great start. There's that. Welcome anyway, to Uncharted Thought Waters. Transitioning Hadley. <laughs> no, right. It's here real bleak go. out here. Here we go. Formula to unsweetened organic soy milk. Ugh. And. I don't know if that's so the most like pinkies white, up thing I've ever said in my life. It's, it's basically <laughs> just pale water. Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. Nah, man, we straight up, we let Kipton try milk to make sure there wasn't going to be any issues there. And then we just went all in. Whole milk, baby. Hop him up on those nah. steroids. Grow, baby, grow. We're a two percent family. Yeah. I wish we were a whole milk family, yeah. but I don't do the shopping. So, mm. well, there, there was one time milk. when Chad and I lived together that uh, if Chad did the shopping, we had whole milk. If I did the shopping, we had two percent milk. Well, Chad and Jeffrey were making some cereal, and we ran out of whole milk, and Jeffrey was so worried about combining the whole milk and the 2% milk. Because it would be 102%. And he was scared it was going to be 102% oh milk. <laughs> uh, it might just explode in my bowl. I don't know. We've never tried this before. 
Jeffrey is a former roommate of ours. Uh, and by the way, it was me and Kyle that were doing oh, okay. the pouring. And Jeffrey, Kyle asked, can you mix whole milk and 2% milk? Being ironic. And Jeffrey said, no, that's 102%. <laughs> Jeffrey. By the way, what does the 2% mean? It just means that there's 2% actual milk in there and the rest is water. Is that really what that means? Yeah. Why would you prefer that? I don't. That's why I asked. No, Josh prefers it. Oh. Josh, why do you prefer Uh, water milk? I mean, that's just what we always had growing up. But when you had something better, you didn't like it more? Or... Like, well, I, I never had. So, 2% milk is labeled as 2% because it's 2% of the total weight of the milk. Not that an 8-ounce glass of milk contains 2% fat. What? I'm going to need you to run that back for me, Mr. Google. <laughs> yeah. That that's what I'm trying to. By the way, Josh has a three monitor set up. He is ready to Google. He has us on a monitor, and then he apparently has Excel yeah. open on a Doing monitor the work. just in case he needs a spreadsheet on the fly. Hey, spreadsheets, man! Pivot tables, saving lives out here. So tell yeah. me one more time. Okay, so basic. Yeah, Basically, continue. they um, decreased the amount of fat in the milk by 2%. Sorry, I'll move my face away from the mic when I take a drink. I didn't realize my mic was so loud that it was capturing a swallow sound. <laughs> But judging by Aaron's facial expressions, it was an uncomfortable experience. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Speaking of uncomfortable. Oh. 2% milk. They take 2% of the fat. And that's all the milk fat. Like it's still milk, but they like separate the fat out and not put 2% back in. Because the fat's what makes it taste good. Well, that's awful. Why wouldn't you want all of the fat? I want full because flavored it's, milk. Because it's, it's what? High octane milk. <laughs> high octane? Try like, it, boy. Like milk energy drink? I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll take that milk oxide. <laughs> like milk with... Fire me up. Baca tin or whatever those things are that they. What's the big one that's in like all energy drinks? Oh, it's uh, it's like gangrene ginseng? or something like that. Ginseng, that's the gangrene. one. <laughs> yep. If that's what they're really putting Milk in energy gangrene. drinks, it's a good thing. I Guaranteed to rot your leg off. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, what I was gonna say. Speaking of uncomfortable situations, we went out to dinner tonight. To celebrate a friend of ours. Our thought ship is sinking. Becoming a firefighter. He passed his test. He had done his first full day as a firefighter. Mm -hmm. And so we went out to celebrate. 
and we went to Texas Roadhouse, and in the background, mm. I hear him doing... Oh boy, pause, pause, let me interrupt your story. Got some good news. Northwest Arkansas has not had a Texas Roadhouse in forever because they had some kind of agreement with Logan's, and you can't have, like, both of them in the same place or something. Well, guess what? Logan shut down. And you know what's coming to Northwest Arkansas? Texas Roadhouse and that delicious cinnamon butter. You can continue now. Well, we I would just like to point out we have a Logan's and a Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, but the Roadhouse is Yeah, I don't know what it Logan's is. Isn't Bryant. Yeah, but he said all of Northwest Arkansas. Do you know how many towns are in Northwest Arkansas? Well, like four. And... I'm I think sorry. all of them had a Logan's, but the one in Rogers closed. You're discounting Gravit, sir. I'm I'm taking out Gravit, Centerton. I was gonna say there's a lot uh, of towns. Bethel Heights, Elm Springs. Anyways, that doesn't Ridge. matter. What matters is behind us. I hear the sound of one of the waitresses doing their birthday thing. And I was like, happy, happy birthday from my love to see you eat a stick at Roadhouse because it's so good for you. I don't nope. know. It's definitely not that. They stand up. They announce that it's your birthday, whatever, whatever, whatever. So on the count of three, give them a Texas size yeehaw. And <laughs> I looked at Aaron and I said, when they count to three, I need you to give the loudest yeehaw you can possibly give. And I think he fired a little early. It might have been like two and a half. And it wasn't like a joyous, like, yee-haw. It was like a super aggressive, yee-haw. And it was the loudest thing I've ever heard while in a dining establishment. Oh. I was doubled over in the booth dying of laughter and everybody around us was just staring at our table it was incredible and i appreciate Aaron's you providing just happy it was his birthday <laughs> it wasn't my birthday or her birthday it was a birthday all the way across the restaurant <laughs> mm. you could barely hear that it was someone's birthday until Aaron. But everyone heard <laughs> yeehaw oh man so how are you guys? How is everything? Well, I told you. I'm pasty, I'm ugly, and no one likes me. <laughs> That's not true. And I have no character. We all... <laughs> you, you, mm. you, you, are... you feckless gentleman. You. <laughs> and I'm a Je- feckless sinner. Feckless sinner. You can't... I don't think you can be a feckless gentleman. I mean... Gentleman is just a polite way to refer to a male. So, anyways, it's yes, just being polite. You are a feckless sinner because Aaron is a dirty bird. You cannot say anything around Aaron without a "that's what she said" joke or any other n- countless amounts of innuendo jokes. It's just who Aaron is. It's a part of him now. It's because he watches way too much TV, like The Office. Does he and do the thing from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yes. yes. Yes, he does. That that one that they use. 
Yeah, that I feel like we can say on here. I feel like I'm not supposed <laughs> like, to because I don't know really. I know we have younger listeners. Yeah, okay. They instead of that's what she said, well, they say name of your sex tape. It was it, it was yeah. perfect because you're like, I don't really know. And no, I was saying that was the name of your sex well, now anyway. I just feel like I can't talk at all. We went. <laughs> you absolutely can. You you talk successfully without being a dirty bird on the podcast all the time. It just yep. seems to be You're in champion. real life you become a dirty bird. I just feel like real life is dirty. And I'm going to point it out. The nitty gritty. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that anymore because now you've shattered my glass ceiling. Is that the term? Isn't that what it's called when somebody break like shatters your reality? No, it would just be that like I broke the glass for you, like Well you did. It's broken. The mirror, like you Ceiling's don't see gone, yourself. walls are gone. Breaking through the glass ceiling Windows is like are gone. what you do if you were like the first It's like when you enter the upside down in Stranger Things. It's just a black room with some water in the bottom. <laughs> Breaking through the glass ceiling would be like to be the first, what? How'd you describe yourself? Pasty, ugly, and no one likes. Me. Ugly and no one. It would be like being the first pasty, ugly, no one liked person to like win a Grammy. That would be breaking through the glass ceiling. I thought that was Eminem. Except I was about to make the same joke with Robin Thicke. That gummit. Solid. Very well played. So, today, I'm just going to be honest. I'm breaking the fourth wall. Why do you keep making that face? Because you keep making gross throat noises. I don't... What throat noises? When you, like, swallow, it's like... It's just this... I don't hear it. It's like two slugs battling over a piece of salt. (laughs) Battling over a piece of salt? Yeah. But they wouldn't fight over a piece of salt. They would if they were trying to kill the other slug. So anyways, breaking the fourth wall here, I did not want to record tonight. I had a long week, a long day. I was exhausted to the point that like I wanted to just come home and lay down on the couch and die, like bury me right here. Um, but, and, and, and that's for a lot of different reasons, and we'll get into that because that's going that's gonna kind of be our topic for tonight. Um, but this podcast is like one of the few things in my life that I have done and continued to do, and not just like stopped or given up on or gotten bored with. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to be doing this thing, if I am healthy, if I have the opportunity, then I should do it. Whether I feel like it or not, this is, I'm committed to doing this. So I say that to say, was that, was that swallow too loud? What on earth? You've never complained about my swallowing before. You've never drank milk on the podcast before. So is it because you, is it because there's milk in the room that now you have a weird, you've been like 
a semi-pro singer most of your life and you don't know that you're not supposed to drink milk before doing any kind of public speaking or singing? Chad doesn't adhere to any of those rules. Apparently, but you should. People are like, oh, don't drink Cokes if you're a singer. No, forget that. Give me a... And you know what, Chad? I've never heard the soda thing, but I have heard about milk. Why not milk? Because it causes throat bubbles. That That's what you're swallowing. It causes I'm mucus ca- and stuff to build up in your throat. I'm swallowing spit. From the milk. Which, again, is not a thing we should be talking about. We'll move on. Here, I will not touch this milk again until this podcast is over. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, boys. Brings me to the point, the thing that we are going to talk about tonight or at the least a billboard hot 100 what is it it's the baby and roddy rich rockstar yeah rockstar the baby and Roddy one. rich way to ruin that Josh. Totally we're totally gonna talk about that later to, but anyways without interruption again <laughs> part of the reason that i feel so worn out just kind of blah like i don't want to do anything i just want to lock the doors is everything that's going on in the world of course there's the covid and we you know so for us personally aaron and myself we work at the same church together and it has been 16 weeks now of doing online services not getting to do what we would normally be doing where I would be doing the day-to-day cleaning and uh, preparation for Wednesday night services and Sunday services and such, where I've now been doing projects, building things, painting things, whatever, and also doing almost all of the recording. And so my life has been kind of flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute to sit right there and I'll tell you how I became... The Midtown Videographer. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Anyways. Now, this is a story all about how. <laughs> so, uh, I'm worn out in that way. And then I am also worn out with all of the um, judgment out in public. If you're not wearing a mask, if you're wearing a mask, am I going to go need... To drink a water to clear my throat no, or I'm something. I'm, I'm listening. Okay, I'm you just have the same. You have a very similar face for thinking and on the verge of throwing up. And so <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on on Aaron's half of the table just then. But anyways, um, there's there's a constant tension of whether or not you're doing things right whether or not the people around you are judging you for how you're doing them. And then you add in of late all of the racial things that are coming out, race wars, issues with the police, issues with um, uh, government and policies. And, you know, then there's the constant threat of what you say online, whether or not it's perceived a certain way, whether or not you can say certain things. And I just feel really worn down. And if I were to key in on a, like, solid word, the word would be kind of a hopelessness. And I feel, 
not that I personally feel hopeless, but that I feel this like overwhelming sense of hopelessness in the world. There's not a lot of hope. Uh, you don't see good things happening on TV, in the media, on Instagram, so on. You know, it's every other post is somebody getting beat up, somebody getting spit on, somebody getting attacked, whatever, uh, that just makes me, well, it bums me out because I love love. I love to love people. I, I enjoy peace. I, I, I love to see people smile and laugh and just have a dadgum good time. And that's just not what's happening in the world right now. And so that's what I want to talk about is the state of the world, what we think about it, what we think the causes are, and what do we as individuals do to change it if being like keyboard warriors is not the way, which I think we all know at this point. Saying anything in the comment sections is not how change comes about. So I wanted to pick y'all's brains on your thoughts of the state of the world. Now, we are not going to get into anything racially charged, anything like that. I'm just talking about this sense of division and hopelessness. That's what we're going to hit on. Because we all agree here at the Pop Gospel Podcast that racism is evil. It has no place in this world and amongst God's people. Um, and those who partake in it, no matter what their color is, um, are evil. They need Jesus. They need a heart change. So we are not for it. And that's all we're going to say. We're going to move on past that. And I just want to hear y'all's thoughts on the state of the world and this feeling of hopelessness. And do you guys feel that? For sure. I mean, and maybe it's, I, I know the isolation has kind of just put me in a darker spot than normal anyway. Like I, I feel way more alone than I normally do. I'm a pretty big extrovert. Like I need social interaction to function properly. And I haven't been able to do that because I mean, we're quarantined. We're locked in a hole with, you know, my wife and daughter, basically, which I love them. They're my best friends, but I, I, I need that social interaction. I need people. Like That's why I look forward to Thursday nights because I get to talk to people because I get to you know see you on this Zoom call. Yes. Um, Amen. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's made me feel pretty hopeless. Uh, as far as how we can begin to address this, I feel like Jesus said it said it best. We we just love each other. Mm. Simple. Like there's there's no room for hate. Um, at least by what Jesus has commanded us to do. He's like, go out and make disciples, love on people. So that's what we're gonna do. And and of course the little Zoom call thing pops up right now that we're running out of time. So we'll have to do a second zoom call here pause it in a minute but i didn't know we had a time limit um and not even room for hating your enemy and that's something that no. i that's something that i think a lot of people 
miss in Christianity because Christianity has been poorly represented by people who claim to be a part of it. I, I'm not saying that the world paints us or paints, you know, all Christians as something that they're not. I think they take the few and they represent all of us as that thing. Whereas if you look at scripture, if you look at what we're actually called to do, if you look at what we're actually told by Jesus, we should love and pray for our neighbor and love and pray for our enemy. So even if someone were face to face with me hating me for whatever reason, it is my job as a ambassador of Christ, as a follower of his, to return that hate with love. And then whether it's in that moment or later on, I'm actually supposed to pray for that person. And not not prayers like, I hope they like, drive off a cliff, but like genuine prayers of, you know, well-being for them. Yeah. I mean, Jesus commands us to love our neighbors as ourselves and to turn the other cheek, like pretty simple. Like there, there's no hate in that message, period. Yeah. Aaron, what are, you, what are your thoughts? <clears throat> Man, I'm I'm really starting to struggle. It was easy in the beginning. Uh it was kind of like a nice break, you know, mm. from normal normal routine. Like I'm just getting you know, when you're you're a student ministries pastor, your Wednesdays are you're there all day, you know, yeah. from 8 in the morning until like 9 at night. And so you get home and like that's a night away from my daughter. Uh, even though Kristen serves with me, it's a night away from her. And so it was really uh, it was nice just to have a break. But after about three weeks or so, just not having students there to interact with. And, you know, now we're getting into YouTube views and our online messages and stuff are starting to drop. And it's not like my worth is based off of that, but it's got me questioning whether or not I'm fulfilling my calling, if that makes sense. Like, mm. am I am I really doing what God has called me to do? Um, I, I just don't feel like I'm doing much, uh, much ministry, and that's got me thinking, like, well, is what I've always relied on for ministry, you know, students coming to me the way it's supposed to work or not. And, and it's not. So now I'm just trying to figure out new ways to be around them and, and things like that. But man, I'm, I'm really starting to struggle with just not, uh, not feeling like I'm accomplishing what God has called me to do. And then in the thick of all this, my Bible reading plan has me in first Peter and The Christians are in a state of suffering. Uh, the the ones that he's writing to, they are um, being persecuted and like legitimate persecution. Like they're uh, sharing their faith and they're being physically abused. Uh, their homes are being vandalized and destroyed. Their businesses are being vandalized and destroyed. And 
Um, First Peter tells them in chapter one, he says, um, you know, hold on to your faith in Christ. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. Uh, verse six, so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. And then he goes into this um, long section of First Peter where he talks about uh, even though we're in suffering, you know, first of all, don't, don't backslide into sin. Uh, don't go back to your old ways because you've been saved from from those things, and and that's another thing. You know, when I know in Western Christianity, when when we have too much time on our hands, uh, there's an old acronym that that I heard way back when called HALT. When you are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, is when you're most susceptible to give in to sin and temptation. And so I know everyone is struggling with that right now, sliding back into their own ways, old ways. First Peter says, don't do that because you've been saved, you've been redeemed, you have a new life. And then even in the midst of this suffering, uh, the Christians that Peter is writing to, you know, just like in our country, are looking for uh, help from the government. Why isn't, out, why isn't anyone out there standing up for us? Why isn't the people that we've put our trust in to protect us? Why aren't they doing that? And uh, Peter still tells them respect authority. He says even respect authority if uh, they're they're not good. Yeah. He's like it's easy to respect authority when um, to submit to authority even when they're good to you, when they're they're fighting for you, when they're upholding your cause. But respect authority even when um, they're not good to you, even when they're harsh to you and and things like that. And then he gets to a part in. Uh, chapter 3, where he says, um, verse 8, chapter 3, verse 8, Finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other's, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tenderhearted, and keep a humble attitude. Mm. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. And this is the same. It's just Peter who heard himself, who heard Jesus himself say at the Sermon on the Mount, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Uh, heard him say, turn the other cheek, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's just, you know, echoing that here. He says, that is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessings. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Lies, turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. And then he goes into this thing about suffering for doing good. Like in these these times, you're going to suffer for doing good. You already suffer for what you believe, so you're going to suffer for doing good. And he's like, just make sure if you are suffering, it is for doing good and not because you're an idiot. Mm. And so I'm taking all this in, and, and, and I'm a very uh, facts-based person. I'm a logic-based person, and so I'm already in kind of this weird limbo of, 
you know, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing in ministry because now I can't actually see it, you know, happening in front of me on Wednesday nights with rooms full of students. And then I've got the world who is just falling apart at the seams on the other side. And, and I'm wanting to, you know, refute these claims that everyone is making with facts and statistics and logic. And yet I'm also trying to be sensitive and realize that there's a time for fact and statistics and logic. And maybe now is not, maybe now is not that time. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to walk this fine line of, of doing what, what Peter tells us to do, to look forward to the joy that is ahead, um, the joy that is ahead in, in doing ministry in a different way. Yeah. And also, uh, if I'm going to suffer, let me suffer for doing good. Let me not suffer because I opened my mouth and said something, something stupid. Let me not suffer because I'm throwing out facts and statistics at the wrong time. Um, and let me not retaliate uh, against, against you know, things that are, um, that are attacking me uh, and, and feeling attacked. Because that's another thing is, uh, like you said, I just feel like you can't, you can't win right now. Yeah. Uh, no matter who you are or what you say, w- regardless of what side you're, you're on on this debate, yeah. You can't win. Uh, and so, you know, I'm doing my best to just live above reproach. Uh, Peter says in here, you know, let let the way that you live refute what people say about you uh, or their thoughts about you. And and I'm just, just trying to be that... Uh, that constant in the midst of this suffering because I, I I'm starting to feel like it's not uh, it's not going to go away it's not mm. you know nothing's going to um, nothing's going to be the same after COVID and after these protests and and all of that stuff it's just uh, it, it feels like it's so monumental or devastating or whatever for everything that's 2020 itself feels so monumental and or devastating that it yeah it very much feels like it's never life is just never going to be the same and it's what you just read there there's just not a lot of sympathy either way no not a lot of sympathy for you know just in the COVID stuff, not a lot of sympathy for those who, you know, are genuinely afraid, uh, you know, do feel, uh, you know, in danger when they go out, when they see people not wearing masks and then not sympathy the other way where I don't see the danger. I see the, you know, you were talking about being fact based, logic based, whatever. Um, and a lot of numbers, a lot of scientists, a lot of doctors are talking about how it's not as deadly as we thought it was. It's not as awful as we thought it was. And it looks like a lot more people have it than we thought, you know, than the numbers show. And so there's just not a lot of, I don't know, room for error there's not a lot of room for uh sympathy uh in anything that's happening 
in 2020, which is possibly the saddest part to me just because it hurts my heart that we can't get along, we can't reconcile, that we can't go through our day-to-day without being afraid of stepping on someone's toes or, uh, you know, I don't know, destroying people emotionally is what it feels like. It feels like if you say the wrong thing, if you do the wrong thing, it's like the end of someone's world. You know what I mean? Okay, we've lost Josh, like he said. Our Zoom meeting ended. Let's see if he re-invited me. He did, even though I invited him. So, while we lost you, Josh, I was just hitting on what he read from Scripture there. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of sympathy either way in any situation from any party, from any color, from any uh, scientific perspective of this virus from anywhere. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of sympathy for people who don't think the way that you think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was telling Aaron, it just, it weighs on me a lot and it makes me sad to see so many people spreading hate and losing friendships and, uh, you know, feeling like they have to tiptoe around everybody, like forgiveness is just out the window. And when you apologize in a lot of instances, now even that is not enough. And so, obviously, from our perspective, the, oh, we are just showing my emails up there on the screen. I don't know why. <laughs> Anyways, we're just going to roll with it. We'll keep going. Uh, we've lost Josh on our big screen, and now he's just here on our phones. I'm well, so still you, here. Yeah. You, you know, you, you talked about that, that hopelessness and what can we do if there's anything to change it. And I like that's what's been so impactful for me about first Peter is these Christians are suffering. And I think everyone in this country is in a, a state of suffering right now in several different aspects. Uh, We're suffering from loneliness. We're suffering from quarantine. We're suffering from just everything that we see in the news. Uh, We're suffering from fear. We're, We're going through all this stuff. And like we've all said, like it just doesn't seem like you can win. And and Peter's point in all of this is is we're awaiting. He says we live with great expectation, uh, not just that the current suffering will end, but that all suffering will end, and we will be with uh, Christ forever in heaven. So we live with that great expectation. And then he tells us how to conduct ourselves in everyday life. And, and, and everything he tells them to do is fundamentally different than everything else that's going on in the world. Uh, and, and none of that has changed, right? So you see Paul telling his people, telling his fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, don't retaliate. Mm. What is everyone doing in our world right now? Somebody fires a shot and there's retaliation. 
Yeah. Like these, all of these protests are based on retaliation from um, white privilege and uh, systemic racism and all. It, it's retaliation. Um, he he kind of says what James says uh, in the book of James. You know, don't don't let your tongue get the best of you. Like hold your tongue. Don't um, and and it just. It, it seems like no one is is doing that right now at all, and and so Peter is calling his his brothers and sisters in Christ to live in a way that is fundamentally different from the way the rest of the world is living. He's calling them to react to things in a fundamentally different way than the rest of the world is reacting to things, mm. and he's saying the the way that you do that is by clinging to this hope that you have in Christ, and. When you live a fundamentally different way based on the hope that you have in Christ, what you do is you reveal your hope in Christ to the rest of the world around you that, that looks at you and goes, why are you dealing with this so much different than I am? Mm. Why, is, why, is, why, are, why is it so easy for you to not retaliate when everyone else is retaliating? Why is it so easy for you to... Um, deal with this suffering and and still have such a joyful attitude and so that's what I'm trying to do you know like you said I just love making people laugh yes and so if me being a dirty bird in situations will make people <laughs> laugh then I will I will do it because for that that brief moment it does in, in time, general that's for sure and that for that brief moment of time they've they've forgotten about everything that's going on in the world and and they're laughing and uh, and and I think personally. Uh, that's what's going to change it. And and let me interject here and say that it's not easy for me uh, to not retaliate. It's not easy for me to not Same. just want to rush in with all these statistics and facts and, and things like that. Um, and so I'm really having to work hard right now to, to cling to my hope in, in Christ and live with this great expectation that not only will this situation be over, but um, live with the expectation that all of this will be over someday and I will get to enjoy heaven with Christ forever, uh, and and that's that's you know that's why Peter begins the way that he does in in that book is uh, it's not going to be easy for you to live this way. That's why he cautions him about sliding back into their old way of life, not sliding back into necessarily. Um, I mean, he covers he covers sexual immorality and debauchery and drunkenness and things like that, but that's why he also extends it out to the way we talk and how we retaliate and and things like that because. Um, some of our vices are different than others. And for some of us, you know, we may be done with drunkenness and um, lust and, and sexual morality, but our sin is, is just how we treat people. You know, yes. the Bible says that God is um, slow to anger and, and we're told in Scripture to be uh, quick to listen and to be slow to anger. And and for someone who is so logic-based and fact-based as myself, it's hard for me to do. And so, uh, Well, and with this constant tension and growing tension, it seems like with every video I see on Instagram or tweet that I read or comment or whatever, it's like it just piles on any feelings that I already had. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, I work through those and, you know, God, you know, calls me to be loving and he calls me to pray for people and, you know, calls me not to retaliate and things like that. And then the next video, you know, you kind of, it's like I was saying to our, our, 
our jefe, our boss, uh, I was saying to him uh, that I just feel like every video brings me one step closer to joining in the comments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it, it's funny. So you saying it is not easy for you to not retaliate. Same here. It is not easy for me to not retaliate because the first thing I think is not, uh, you know, about what your situation is. It's not about what your relationship with Christ is. It's not about loving you. My instinct is I want to pour into whatever situation it is, what I know and what I think. Right. Um, because I generally feel like I'm correct, which all of us do, I believe, to a certain degree. Um, yeah, y'all know that I, I struggle with the retaliation. Uh, for those of you outside of um, the people who are on the podcast every week, we have a group text where we talk to each other and kind of share our political thoughts and thoughts about that are going on in the world. And uh, I, I like to describe myself as too liberal for my conservative friends and too conservative for my liberal friends. Um, so I, I, I like to argue a little and bit. I like um, to describe like to myself as an instigator. Like to, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a little bit of an instigator. Um, <laughs> so, just... you know, I'll, I'll pull out the facts and I'll do the research and send the 51 people who switch parties and things like that and ju- just argue and like retaliation is something I really need to work on. Yeah. So yeah, sorry to interrupt you, Chad. No, you're fine. And well, and that's it's a hard deal because you're you know Zoom calling and so trying to find a place for you to interject your thoughts and feelings is tough. But essentially, what I was long trip to get to a short point. Um, there's just a lot of nanaing going on, and that is the biggest issue for me is nobody is just going, you know what, I hear you. And whether I agree with you or not, just know that, man, I love you, and if there's anything I can do for you. Right. And that's what First Peter says. You know, another way that they live so fundamentally different from the rest of society is, is he says, you know, be united, be of one heart, be of one mind, mm. be united. And that that's very it's it's counter culturally different than the rest of the world who goes no you have to choose a side yeah and peter's going you need to be united with everyone and so how 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 do you unite when like my thing that i'm working through now is is how do you unite with believers that don't uh, see eye to eye on some of the same points you do. Uh, And I don't have a solid answer for that yet, but the conclusion that I'm coming to is um, we just need to be united in the fact that uh, that what is happening is terrible. Um, I think a lot of what is happening is because we haven't, as Christians done our job in mm. in loving uh, not just our neighbor but even our enemy 
uh, and so so we need to be united in, in doing better and um, we need to be united in uh, our self-control Paul says prepare your minds for action and have self-control and I'm really working on that uh, mm. because you know I, I, like you said I'm just ready for Instagram and to get back to a place where it's like I'm seeing pictures of people's kids and their food and their coffee and you know their outfit of the day or whatever and I'm I'm just I'm done I have to I have to stay off it like I'm done with the reposts I'm done with um, everybody's opinion on on what is happening Uh, I don't necessarily think that we have to give an opinion I agree. Yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. People I mean, we talked about it a little last week where people saying silence is violence and, and I'm like, maybe right now what the world needs is a little silence, you know? Yeah. And not necessarily about uh injustice. I don't yeah. think we need to be silent about injustice, but I do think we need to be quiet about our opinions mm. on that injustice. Yeah. Uh and and so so let me ask you guys this, just to close this out. So let's start with Josh, because Josh gets left out a lot because he's not here. Josh, if you had to essentially give a brief message, encouragement, pep talk, whatever you want to call it, to anyone listening, whether they be a follower of Christ or not, about what to do about this hopelessness and how to help other people deal with this hopelessness, what would your response be? The golden rule. Like, I know that's super corny and weird, but like, seriously, just treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm. I love each other, period, exclamation point. Yeah, Jesus said it, but I mean, honestly, whether you believe in Jesus or not, like, that's the way you should be. Like, if you want to live in a world where there is peace, where there are, you know, a world without racism, then it it all starts with love. Mm. Okay. Aaron, what would you say? Uh, I I just believe that there's no hope apart from Christ. The Bible tells us that uh, there's no hope apart from Christ, uh, and and so I I tell you this in love. If if you're listening and you're not a believer, um, there is no hope of uh, salvation from racial injustice or systemic racism or. Uh, your fears about COVID-19 or the broken systems in this country. Like there's, there's no hope for freedom from that or salvation from that apart from Christ. And so, uh, you know, I, I just encourage you to seek the Lord uh, in, in fear and in trembling. Um, and for my brothers and sisters out there, regardless of what side you're on in this, regardless of where you're looking for facts and information, um, I would encourage you, as I have in the past couple weeks, to just replace a lot of that with the Word of God. That's where I'm drawing a lot of my strength from. 
Uh, that's where I'm, I'm drawing a lot of my joy from. It's been joyful to read through First Peter, hmm. um, even though it's been super convicting. Um, it's also been very, very uh, joyful because, like you said, we don't know what tomorrow holds. It's 2020. Absolutely. You know, we could have an actual Sharknado appear tomorrow <laughs> and just consume the country. Absolutely. And so, like... I'm just trying to live with this great expectation that not only will these sufferings end, um, but there's a day coming when all suffering will end, and 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 that's the day that I'm living for. I'm not living for tomorrow. I'm not living for the day that America is great again. I'm not living for anything else besides the the expectation I have that man, one day I'm going to be with Jesus and. I won't have to worry about any of this mess anymore. No. And and if you if you really want to find some hope and some strength, uh, just let that consume uh, your life. Mm. I would retweet both of those and quote tweet them with my response, which would be, or my pep talk, which would be, humble yourself, consider others to be greater than yourself. Love everyone, especially your enemy. And I I forget who I used to hear say this, but they would say, listen twice, speak once. Mm -hmm. In other words, listen to somebody before you just start going spitting out your opinion. Uh, a, A biblical idea is dying to yourself and that's every part of you. That's your opinion. That is your desires, your uh, selfishness, your hopes, your dreams, whatever. It's dying to that. And then, of course, in our belief, in our faith, it's dying to that and living for whatever Christ calls you to do. Um, but even if you are not a believer, which I would encourage you and I pray for you uh, that you would, uh, that the Lord would... Uh, move in your heart and you would come to a saving knowledge of him and a saving faith. But even if you are not a believer currently, you can take that same idea of dying to yourself and putting others above yourself. Um, And so that would be my encouragement, my pep talk. There is a light at the end of the tunnel 2020 is going to end like we said i don't know if this if the race the racial division the coronavirus the bear hurricanes or whatever is to come i don't know if those things will ever end but we as believers know that everything will end eventually uh and we have hope in the lord that when it does we will enter into an eternity in paradise, and I hope to see all of you there, even though I may never meet you here. So that's that. We're going to leave that alone. Moving beyond that, I know that this was a little bit heavier than normal, but, well, just to be quite frank, my heart is a little heavier than normal. So uh, it seemed fitting, and I hope that that was encouraging for you. I hope that uh, hearing God's word spoken, I hope that um, hearing a positive message can inspire you to change your outlook, to pause, 
uh, and to think about the decisions you're making every day and the way that you talk and or react to people. And now we're going to move on and we're going to cheer things up. We're going to brighten up the end of this podcast and hopefully whatever moment of your day you're listening to this because Josh Rhodes has got a game for us and we're going to play this game and then we're going to get out of here. So Game Master, take it away. All right, everyone. Welcome (sighs) to Take an L. Oh, boy. The game of all the L things. So I I named it Take an L because I have three categories and they all start with an L. So we have line. I mean, I don't care what this game is. It's going to be far better than the game I played last week, which involved very, very hot things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I still feel for you there. Oh, so so we have three L categories. Um, the first one is line. In this category, I will give you a quote from a movie. And then you will be awarded two points if you can tell me the name of the movie. And an additional two points if you can tell me the year released for a total of four points. That's um, never for happening. our second category, oh, we have... What was that, Chad? Uh, I just said that's never going to happen for me, the naming the release date. (laughs) The years are hard. They're not as hard as you're thinking, though. Um, Our second L category is lyric. I will give you a lyric from a song. If you can tell me the name of the song, that's one point. If you can can tell me the band or artist, that's an additional point. If you can tell me the year release, that's an additional two points for a total of four points. And then finally, lingo, because I ran out of L words, and this is just basic (laughs) trivia. I'll ask you a question, and if you get the answer right, it's four points. So it's not like trivia about slang. You can't select the same category twice. You you cannot select it? In a row, okay. Okay. In a row. Okay. Gotcha. So I, if Chad picks lingo, he can't pick lingo the next time. But if Aaron picks lingo and then Chad picks lingo, that's perfectly okay. Gotcha. So all right. And I have it all into a fancy Excel spreadsheet. So all I have to do is put your total points in a column and it will calculate the score <laughs> at the end. Because Excel. Corporate Josh. Is the best. Okay, let's do this thing. All right, so I'm going. I'm thinking of, of a number between one and twenty-four. Seven. The closest to Th- the number. Thirteen. Chad guesses seven. The number was fifteen. Aaron will go first. Line Good lyric luck. or lingo, Mr. Sexton. Uh, I'll take lyric for one hundred. <laughs> lyric. I wish I was like you. Easily amused. Amused. Find my nest of salt. Everything's my fault. I regret my decision. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. (laughs) Once again, you get one point for the name of the song. One point for the band or artist. And two points for the year released. Yeah, good luck with that. Is it Creep by Radiohead? You are in the right general area, but no. It was All Apologies by Nirvana, released in 1993. I knew it was either. I knew it was one of those 90s grunge bands. I know exactly two Nirvana songs, so yikes. 
This is gonna be All hardcore. right, Chad, line oh, Rick, or lingo. I don't know. Give me line. For I feel like I'm good with movies. Line it is, and this one was basically I was hoping Aaron would pick line first. So oh, great. may the force be with you. <laughs> Do I have to name the specific one? Oh, I absolutely regret my decision. Yes. Well, they say it in no, a lot no, of them. Don't. Okay, it's, 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 like, in, it's in all of them. Excuse me. Star Wars. The very Wars. first time it was said was a new hope. Well, that that's what I was saying. Was is he wanting like a specific one, like, or do I just say Star Wars, or do I have to say Star Wars: A New Hope? Nineteen seventy-three. But since you did, you got the year incorrect, but you did get the movie title. <sighs> it was seventy-seven. 77, really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was earlier in the, the 70s. One, yeah. nope. All right, two points. Okay, back to Aaron. You cannot pick lyric. Line but I lingo. want line for 200, please. L- I love it. Line. I should have said, what is Star Wars? Dadgummit. There's no place like home. Oh, that is the Wizard of Oz. What is the Correct. Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Long freaking time ago. And what is nineteen forty-eight? Oh, it was nineteen thirty-nine. <sighs> but you got two points. Great job. Why did you say right, Chad, oh, like his was close? Mine was closer than that. I mean, it's within ten years. <laughs> okay, continue. Lyric or lingo? Um, give me. I feel like your general, based on the last time you led a game, your general trivia is going to be real hard. But Nirvana was also not super easy. I'll go Lyric. Why not? Lyric it is. And you could have it all. My empire of dirt. I will let you drown. I will make you hurt. Oh, boy. Well, okay, don't make that face because it's been covered by a lot of people, but I'm going to say Hurt by Johnny Cash. Mm, 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 mm. That's not the original. It's not the original, but because of the popularity of Johnny Cash's, I did include it. So I will give you the points. Who was the that. original? Can you tell Nine me the, the original was Nine Inch Nails. Gotcha. Um, and that, the original released in 1994. Can you tell me what year? Johnny Cash's version released. Oh gosh. Nineteen ninety-four. Let's say two thousand and one. It was two thousand two. Sorry. You said way too early. I was a year off. Are you talking about the original released in nine I thought Johnny Cash's didn't blow up to like twenty ten. But he asked when it was released. So his, his didn't blow up until then, but it, he recorded it and released it in oh. 2002. But I also knew that he died in like 2005. So it couldn't have been beyond that. Right? I mean, so 2001 was a solid guess. It was 2002. I thought he died. In the so yeah, time. Chad gets two points. Yeah, By boy. the way, Aaron... 
I'm not going to tell you anything else because I don't want to give anything away. Never mind. Take back what I was saying. All right, pick your All right, ly- lyric or lingo. Lingo for 100. All right. The world's biggest what was made in London in 1998 to celebrate the re-release of Disney's Lady and the Tramp. What is meatball? Can you be more specific? (laughs) What is more specific than meatball? (laughs) Maybe a little less specific, but you're on the right trail, so I was kind of giving you up. (laughs) Like beef meatball? I'll give you two points, but it was bowl of spaghetti. Like, I didn't need you to be as specific. Sorry. But that doesn't even mention meatballs. But we all know what he was going for. So No, he was that, going for meatball. Points. I don't care if you give me points or not. It just, <laughs> the phrasing of that question led me to a singular item, which was a meatball. Yeah, a singular bowl of spaghetti. <clears throat> also, be more specific from meatball to bowl of spaghetti is not. Sorry, be more I, I, I meant to say let. I meant to say let's pinpointed an me. ingredient in that whole thing. <laughs> How much more specific? I was like Italian meatball. <laughs> All right, Chad, line or lingo? Let me go lingo. I don't want to be that guy who just keeps okay bouncing back and forth between the ones he's comfortable with. Of course, you pick lingo on like the one I think is the hardest. Um, how is the European recovery program in the 1940s more commonly known? Wait, the European recovery program in the 1940s? Mm-hmm. Yep. Shoot, 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 shoot. I should know this. Hmm. I know, well, I don't know if it was that. I know something was signed in a train car. And that that document was named after that. But I'm just going to have to go with (laughs) no clue. The Marshall Plan. The Marshall Plan. I wouldn't have, there's no way in the world I would have known that. All right. Line or lyric, Aaron? Uh, I will take lyric for 300. Lyric it is. Ra, ra, ah, ah, ah. Roma, Roma, ma. Poker face. By Lady Gaga. Released in 2006. Well, it was Bad Romance by Lady Gaga, and that released in 2009, so one point for Aaron. Because I got Lady Gaga. (laughs) That's right. You you were like, yup, nailed it. (laughs) If you would have let me finish the lyric, the next line was, want your bad romance. I still would have said poker (laughs) face. 
And no, it happens. <laughs> if we're just being honest. All right, Chad. Give me lyric. Line or lyric. Give me lyric. Lyric it is. I got so many clothes, I keep them in my aunt's house. That's all you get. That's it? That's all you get. That's it. He was going to get the actual title of the song, and I get, I got so many clothes, I keep them in my aunt's house. Yes. She bangs Ricky Martin. I don't. You got it. <laughs> Released either? in 1998. <laughs> okay, that's a zero. It was "Pass Out" by Tiny Tempa. Released in 2010. I wouldn't have known that. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> None of that was real words. Aaron's turn. It's a real song, on. though. Line or lingo, Aaron? I want line for 400. Line it is, and this is for 300. <laughs> I'm the king of the world. Oh. Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio. 97. Ooh, that's going to be close. Four points for Aaron. Shut the front door. <sighs> Got the big four. All right, Chad. Line. You went lyric last time, line or lingo, and you choose line. To me, this was the hardest one out of these. Um, I feel like he's hand-picking these is what. I'm no, sorry. I'm, what? I'm going in order. I will. I will share my screen when this is over. I'm going in order. What? Carpe diem, seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. Okay, if you would, I mean, that still didn't help. But if you would have just left it at carpe diem, my answer would yeah, have been uh, every dad talking to their college student ever. 1990 eternity. I I don't know this one either because you're. This is stupid. <laughs> What you you want to you want to at least pick a year? Yeah, nineteen eternity. Nineteen eternity. Or as well, my if you would have said eighty nine, that would have got you two points. But Dead Poets Society was the movie. Mm. I knew that one. I did not. Never saw that movie. Oh, Robert, I also so did. All right, lyric or lingo. Uh, you know what? Let's do lingo. In which decade was the University of Miami founded? <laughs> decade. Eighteen six, eighteen eighties, nineteen twenties. Hey, what's the score right now? Right now, the score is nine to four, Aaron. I feel like there's no way that that's accurate. Have I missed that many? It's in Excel, man. Yeah, I've got it adding up. All I got was Star Wars. Um, you got Star Wars and you got Johnny Cash. Oh. For a total of four points. Boo. Well, good grief. What give me Charlie Brown 
1936. <laughs> I don't know what to pick because it's probably going to be the hardest one you've got. <laughs> well, you've, gotten the har- you've gotten the hardest one in all three categories, so it should be Just smooth. give me lingo. Why not? I said don't do lingo. <laughs> okay, give me He's a He's made his choice. No, he made his choice. <laughs> No, lingo it is. Did we give him spaghetti on meatball? That's my <laughs> question. I gave him two points. I gave him half credit. Yeah, no. Switch me to lyric. Get lingo out of here. That's garbage. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> what rhymes with hug me? I'm sorry. Say that again. What rhymes with hug me? I get that. Is that a lyric? I can, uh, can I steal? Yeah. Oh, I want to steal so bad. I, I mean, I can give you a hint. The lyric is what rhymes with hug me. Yeah. Yes. No freaking clue. Can I tell him? I've said, I've said this artist on this podcast. Okay, we talk about a different artist every week, so you're not helping me out. Oh, come on. Let me... Go. I don't. If he's I, not going to guess, then yeah. Go it's, ahead. It's Blurred Lines. Robin Thicke. Yeah, Robin Thicke. Oh. Featuring Pharrell. And I think the year was 2016. No. It's 2013. It was 2013 <sighs> yeah. But zero points. Yeah, I know. All right. Lyric or line? A A Ron. I'll do lyric. See, now I feel like I well, can't. Lyric it is. I feel like I can't say, hey guys, we're at an hour and 13 minutes, so we need to wrap things up because well, then it just looks like I'm butthurt. <laughs> the, the, Zoom, the Zoom call is at two minutes and 50 seconds left. No, don't so. be a Casey. Man, my phone just died. Don't be a Casey. All right, so. This will be the last question Love for Aaron you, and last one for Chad after that. Okay. All right, Aaron. White lips, pale face, breathing in snowflakes. Do you know this one? Is that what no. you're laughing? No. <laughs> I have no freaking clue. Answer time. It was the 18 by Ed Sheeran released in 2011. See, I couldn't find the I couldn't yeah. find the melody in That's my it. in my, in my I, it sounded like I don't know, Carly Rae Jetson right, Chad. in my head. I was like, I don't know. Any category, Chad, and I will give you oh, enough I was way points off. to I was tie thinking, like, maybe which is five. <laughs> that a boy. Um, give me line. Line it is. Elementary, my dear Watson. Oh, um, Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> Be more specific. What? Yeah. Just a little bit more to the title. I'm sorry. He gets spaghetti from Meatball, and I don't I mean, get I'll Sherlock give you partial Holmes. I'll credit for this, but I'm not. The I'll Adventures give you of Sherlock credit, Holmes? Like, what? There you go. 
What year? What? We're under a minute, by the way. What world are we living in? I don't know. There's several remakes. Are we minute. talking like an original? No, no. The, the, the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes was correct. What year? The original. So the OG, not the Robert. Yeah, the, the OG, but we're going to have to hurry. We're running out of time. 1960. 1939, Aaron wins. <laughs> Yay. He kissed meatball and you gave him spaghetti. <laughs> Let go of the meatball, man. I can't. We're All right, guys. Thanks for tuning thank in. Thank you Remember so much for like, listening. Share, subscribe. Yeah, leave us a review and stuff. We're getting down here. I'm Chad the Dad. I'm still pasty, ugly, and no one likes me. Arg. (laughs) Alright, we're out.